honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Again, Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on the sportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. It's a pleasure to be back on board. I got one question, though. Why is it always really dark out when I record this show? It's kind of weird. Is it Darko Milicic, like, haunting me or something? I don't know. Uh, well, the four games took place. Yeah, we're going to review the four games since Thanksgiving. And will the Wolves end up going one and three? Yep, it is what it is. One and three. Yay. Um, I don't know if it's good or bad. Well, it's not good. Uh, I think the Wolves are better than this. I think most people believe that. Uh, the theme of this show today, it's... <laughs> kind of a separation between coach and players a little bit. Um, defense is still not growing. We're going to kind of get into some nooks and crannies today, almost more than the game reviews. Uh, you know, rather than in-depth game reviews, I'll just kind of go over them a little bit, but uh, the Knicks game, definitely the feature presentation, even though the Phoenix Suns game, the Wolves actually won that one, which was a nice little game. The Wolves trailed for the longest time. Didn't look good. We're giving up shots. Next thing you know, Phoenix couldn't hit a shot. Andrew Wiggins did what I was hoping he was going to do and took over in the fourth quarter. Uh, 31 to 10 fourth quarter. That was awesome. It was a fun, fun uh, Black Friday game. Carl Anthony Towns, the most consistent and the best player during the course of this week. Yeah, well, that's kind of a foreshadowing to the award segment at the end of the show. Um, well, the Wolves win this one 98 85. Nice little performance. Got the Wolves to 5 and 10. Oh, goody, right? <laughs> well, it's. Yeah, it's better than uh, 4-11, and 11, I suppose. But the rest of the week, things just uh, dropping off in a big way. What I can't believe is, see, the Wolves now are at this stage. At this stage, things are subject to change. But I, I don't think this is a playoff team just because the way things are going. Yes, I know Timberwolves fans out there locally that really think this team's going to win 45 games and stuff. Like me, I thought they are going to win a good number of games. We're wrong. Um, unfortunately, we're wrong at this stage. Um We'll talk about why a bit. Uh, obviously, the defense isn't where it needs to be. There's a separation coach and all that. But it's amazing to see how the Wolves are. See, they have the second worst record in the Western Conference. But to see who actually has the worst record is the Dallas Mavericks. That's kind of weird. Wow, they really have dropped off. Uh, I'm guessing uh, Dirk Nowitzki is not going to come back next year. <laughs> I don't think he should. Uh, might as well step away at this point. That can't be fun being 4-14. Four and 14. For old Dirk Nowitzki. That's quite a drop-off. I didn't think Dallas was going to make the playoffs this year, but boy, they're really bad. Uh, it's kind of funny, actually, in a way. They're down there with Philadelphia. They might get the number one pick in the draft, which is kind of scary at the same time. I don't want Dallas to be like that, but... Oh, well. Yeah, let's continue. Carl Anthony Towns, 22-10 and 10 in the game. He was strong all day. Uh, not much resistance down low, and that's the whole point. Take advantage of that. He did attempt six threes in the game, which again is annoying, but when we get much later in the week, you'll notice a little change in approach, and that's good. Um, Wiggins didn't shoot particularly well, but he took over in the fourth quarter, wound up with 25 points, and that's good. And of course, the fourth quarter was great. Um, the spark plug of this game was Tyus Jones in a big way, uh, leading the offense. No Rubio in that fourth quarter. All Tyus Jones. It was good to see Chris Dunn was, yeah, Chris Dunn again, not good throughout the game. Just, he plays good defense here and there. He's probably a nice favorite of Coach Dunn, uh, Coach Thibodeau in that sense. But 
running an offense, offense in general. He he's a mess right now. He's got a long, long way to go. Uh, rookie of the year seems like a long ways off, but then again, none of the rookies are playing good in November, and that's kind of common. Um, Dias Jones, wonderful, wonderful performance. Yeah, he, like his stats aren't anything spectacular, but it's just the you know he ended up getting six points, two steals, three assists. But just the way he led the offense, the confidence and the energy. And just right place, right time, hitting the right player at the right time. Just kind of pushing the offense forward, up-tempo and such. It was a nice thing to see, and a lot of people are saying right now, Tyus should probably get more playing time than Chris Dunn at this stage. Maybe. Um, or just, you know, again, take more minutes away from Rubio because he hasn't been that good. He did get five steals in the game, but he gave him right back five turnovers against the Phoenix Suns. So it's stuff like that. That leaves you kind of like, eh, with Rubio. I'm not happy with Ricky Rubio this year. He's not been good. Um, even Steve Adventures of 1500 uh, was saying he's not having a good year. Guys like that. You're going to hear some references to 1500 today. Um, because uh, Doogie had a very interesting Doogie of the Scoop podcast. Again, he doesn't need my help, but I wouldn't mind a shout-out on his show. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you're going to hear Doogie a couple times today. You're going to hear him in the fan interaction segment also. Then again, I might have to use those Twitters now. I, I don't know. I'll decide. I'm going to use them make an executive decision regarding Jordan Hill's status. I'll save that for the third segment. So, again, Jordan Hill, zero minutes during this stretch. Big shocker, I guess. Um, but he had a guest on that said the whole situation with the Wolves is we're going to get off the Phoenix game and move forward to like Golden State, Utah. Basically, these two, you can kind of lump these together. And just the whole season together, when you see 115 given up against Golden State, which is not the hugest surprise, 112 against Utah. What the hell is that crap? So it's things like that. Um, Doogie's guest flat out came on and said, now he's one of the ESPN analysts out there, and he's talked about Kevin Martin and such. He's about 50 years old, and he's known, he's been around the NBA for a long, long time. His analysis on Sam Mitchell is that he's a horrible coach. Horrible coach, and he didn't teach these guys anything. Anything. Um, and that's why Tom Thibodeau is kind of left exasperated right now, trying to teach these guys, and they're tired and frustrated, and it's not fun when it should be a fun season. They're all dancing around, having a good time, and kicking butt, and going 45, and you know whatever, and making the playoffs. Um, regardless of what happens after that, hopefully they do something. <laughs> but their first go around, it might not be the prettiest thing ever. But um, the whole thought process here is, it's like. Thibodeau's the, like the college professor and such, and the players are like sixth graders at this stage when it comes to defense. So there's a huge separation here between coach and players. And the guest on the on the sport on the uh, scoop podcast, which I encourage you to listen to just to hear what he has to say, pretty cool. But I'll comment on it here. You know, I'll give you my point of view as well. Um, is again that Sam Mitchell was a horrible coach. As a head coach, he's a great assistant coach, and he knows basketball, this and such, but he's not a good teacher. He didn't teach the players about defense, about professional basketball defense out there. And they really haven't learned anything, so now you bring in a guy who is a hardcore, grinded-out SOB who's going to scream at you, be where you need to be, or I'll kick your ass. That's basically what Tom Thibodeau is. You bring that in, it's a tough learning curve, man. Uh... Zach Levine has pretty much never played defense in his life, to be honest, other than some athletic plays where he'll make a steal here and there, which is good, and he'll rely on his speed and his leaping ability, maybe get some blocks, come up behind a guy, knock the ball out. That's good. I mean, that's good. That's good. But there's more to defense than just getting steals and blocking shots. They're beautiful things, and they're important. But 
stay on the guy once in a while, maybe not, maybe deny the guy the ball so he doesn't get to launch a three-pointer, whoever the guy is, who, whoever it is, a Clay Thompson, easier said than done, but you get the idea. But, you know, limit the opponent's three-point shots once in a while, Zach, that might be nice. Um, it's, it's things like that. And you can just see the exasperation on the Wiggins, the, the, even Carl Anthony Towns as well. And of course, Zach Levine and many others on the team, Shabazz Muhammad, it's really not going so well. Um, he had a couple of good moments the past couple of games, but nothing great. Uh, and a lot of air balls too. <laughs> oh, Shabazz. Um, but it's like, he's never, he's never really been known for his defense and the basketball IQ defensively for these guys is not where it needs to be to, to, let's just say, appease Tom Thibodeau. And it's a separation of coach and players. That's a good title for the show. Separation of coach and players. Hey, cool. It just came to me <laughs> right here on the air, eh? I had a different idea for the show, but I'm going to go with that one. Um, it's a huge issue right now, and that's what's going on. That's why the team is struggling. That's why they're frustrated. That's why they're not winning games you'd think they'd win. It's a huge change here. Huge change. Well, this is a radical change, so to speak, for this team who hasn't really played defense ever. Uh, going back to, to uh, Randy Whitman, um, Kurt Rambis, guys like that. They, they, they were never taught anything by those guys. Those guys are assistant coaches who are offensive assistant coaches. Rick Edelman has always been known as an offensive coach. Uh, he was talking about all the defense was horrendous and stuff like that, but it never got better under Rick Edelman, and you never noticed anything better under Rick Edelman. There really was no true teachability. There was no teaching on the defensive side of the ball from Rick Edelman. Now, of course, most of those players are gone anyway, but still, still, man. Uh, Flip Saunders was not really a defensive coach. Sam Mitchell, it's like yes and no, but not the nuances. He, he, he didn't really relay it to the players to the level that a Tom Thibodeau can. In fact, not even close. More like a sixth grade teacher versus a college professor. You get the idea. Big difference here. And that's the that's what's been going on. The separation of coach and players. That's why you're seeing what people might believe at this point that the players aren't responding to the coach. And you got a problem here. A serious problem. But it's not quite <laughs> in that in that situation yet. And even if it is, well guess what? Tom Thibodeau's getting paid forty million dollars to be the president and coach of this team. He's not going anywhere just yet. <laughs> and, you know, he has had success in the past. There needs to be adjustments, though, of personality from Tom Thibodeau. He's a little bit too hard on the players, I think, at this stage. And that's what we're hoping for, that he can kind of ease back a little bit, realize they need to be caught a little bit more gently, maybe, than he's given them. And they need to be a little bit more teachable as well. Um... Yes, going to practice until 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning, the Zach Levines, the Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins of the world. That's awesome. But again, at the same time, they need to be more teachable defensively. They need to focus a little more. And it's a combination on both sides. They need to adjust to each other. They need to adjust to their coach. And the coach needs to adjust to the players. Um, Thibodeau, obviously, it's kind of like Edelman in a sense where that's about the that's where the tough part is here. Where Adel, uh, excuse me, Thibodeau's been used to veterans. He's been used to the Garnets of the world. He's been used to the Joachim Noahs of the world and such. And now he's with twenty-one-year-olds. It's a tough, tough ta- teach, and and that's kind of the situation that's been going on with this club at this stage. Um, that's where we stand right now. The Utah game. I mean, why the hell the Wolves didn't win that? I, I don't know. Golden State game didn't start well. The Wolves got better in that one. 
And then it just kind of did what it normally would do in the past with against Golden State. The Warriors just kind of took over and rode to victory. And you get Steph Curry standing there doing a, I don't know what the hell that is. Hmm. I forget what that symbol is. That's probably not good. It's a, I don't know what that is. Hmm. Oh, that's not good. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, it's not real good, especially if you're a semi-conspiracy theorist like people would call me. Uh, Zach Levine, as I predicted, had a huge game, 31 points. He scorched the net, um, shot maybe too many threes, 5 of 12. But overall, attacking the basket, dunking, great plays. And he had an unbelievable dunk, by the way, on Alex Len, who, again, a dangerous shot blocker. Unbelievable dunk in the Phoenix game. But again, guys, if we're going to get all hyped up about dunks, we're not going anywhere, Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> here's me, I'm Tom Thibodeau to some of the youngsters out there. <laughs> again, see, now I'm, I'm again, I'm, I don't want to be a hard ass to you. <laughs> and I don't want to scare you away like maybe some of the players might be kind of doing with Tom Thibodeau at this stage. But <laughs> if we're going to get all hyped up about dunks and say this guy's an all-star, future this, that, we're not going anywhere. There's more to basketball than making a spectacular play. It's one basket, two points, two Two points, okay? Now, again, I'm not trying to be condescending. I know you know that. But, again, let's enjoy the dunk for what it is and then move on. Let's win the freaking game instead of worrying about the spectacular dunk and YouTube and retweet it and share it 75,000 times on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, God knows what. And then that's the that's another problem. I think the players, some of them are too excited with that too. The, the young generation seems to be all hyped up into that. And yeah, we were hyped up into that in the Dominique era. I, uh, and then the next generation is hyped up into the Vince Carter era. Why? I don't know. But okay, I'm just kidding. I just didn't like him for whatever reason. Kind of a dingleberry. But uh, yeah. Um, again, how many rings did, did Vince win? See, how many rings did Dominique win? I love Dominique Wilkins, but yeah. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Jordan made spectacular plays, and then he kind of tailed, tailed off on it a little bit and realized, let's win the freaking game. Bleep this. Give me the damn ball. Get out of my way. Boom. Basket's in there. Mid-range shot doesn't have to be the fanciest thing in the history of the world. Just put the damn ball in the basket. That's kind of what I think this team needs to, in time, in time, as they get a little bit older, learn and develop in the next couple years here. Um... That's kind of where we stand with things with this club. Again, Zach Levine's spectacular game against the Warriors, and I'm not going to deny his talent. I just would like to see a little more defense, a little more focus on it. Turn around, face your man. You don't need to be running after somebody hoping to double-team a guy in the lane when you got somebody wide open waving their arms who can shoot the rock pretty well from out there. Watch out. Um, Zach, how about you be the guy shooting that three-pointer on the other end <laughs> getting open and such, and but at the and then man up to your to your guy on the other end. Uh, that would be nice. Um, just things like that. Stay with your man. Switch this and that. And of course, that's where you're hearing uh, Thibodeau screaming the whole night. You know, switch this, switch that. Blah 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 blah. Just learn, adjust. Hopefully, this thing can happen. And of course, it's going to take a little time. Uh, the Warriors have have succeeded the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. They're now the number one team in the Western Conference and have the best record in basketball. Yay. Um, you can tell I'm not too excited. 15-2 and two at this stage upon defeating the Timberwolves. 5-11 and 11 at that point. That was Saturday, November the 26th. A nice little kind of butt-kicking in that fourth quarter. It wasn't too lopsided, but it wasn't too good either. Uh, it was mostly the third quarter, again, that beat the Wolves. But second quarter, too. First quarter was fun, the way it finished. Didn't start good, but 
yeah, things kind of changed. Carl had another strong performance, 18 at 9. Not the best thing ever, but not bad either. Zach, again, dominating the way with 31 points. On we go to the Utah game, Monday, November the 28th. The Utah Jazz are probably going to be a playoff team, and they knocked the Wolves down to 5-12 and 12 in a game that left you kind of, like, befuddled. Like, what the hell is this? What the hell, man? Um, Zach, again, as predicted, had another strong performance. He always plays well against Utah and Golden State. He all usually does well against the Lakers, too. Another spectacular dunk, driving the lane and such. And that's good. Had the Wolves ahead for an extended period of time. But the second quarter did the Wolves in in this one in a big way. A 10-point uh, second quarter, a uh, 10-point lead for the Utah Jazz, that is. Um, George Hill leading the way, missing some time earlier in the season, but really, uh, really blowing up there in Utah for whatever reason. Um, nice transition offense by the Timberwolves in this game on <laughs> several occasions. Shabazz Muhammad finally hitting double digits, making half of his shots. Hey, man, there you go. Zach, though, with 28 points, as mentioned, 8 assists, nice passing, turned the ball over a bit, got some got sloppy at times, Carl with another double-double, 19 and 12, and Andrew, quiet and poor shooting, and no uh, no lone wolf or, or alpha wolf for him. I'm, I might change it to alpha wolf, because that's the natural name for the alpha wolf, the, the leader of the pack, so to speak. I'm going to change it to alpha wolf. The Alpha Wolf Award. Um, since this is a pack, they're not lone wolves. They're not by themselves. <laughs> That's the terminology they use out there in the, you know, in the in the real wolves world. Um, this wasn't a very fun game. I didn't like how it finished. The wolves just, you know, just kind of let this one go. They they had it and they just kind of let it go. I, I very frustrating. Shabazz spectacular dunk in the game. We appreciated that as well. Um, again, though, the defense was lousy. I mean, they had easy layups. They just—they were just carved us up with good passes and and quick feet and such along the way. I—I I, I mean, I, I don't understand how George the George Hills of the world are just walking right through us and no transition defense. You have three on ones going down the court. Don't understand it. Um, Rudy Gobert looks great as well with Utah. Uh, whatever. They just look like a team that's ready to win some basketball games, and the Wolves didn't at this stage, and that was not a fun performance to watch, and I'm just going to leave that one as is. Carl Anthony Towns, very upset after this game. You'll see a post on the Facebook page from Tanae Wilson-Brown, where Carl was in the gym and taking pictures on the Instagram at 10 at night, 2 in the morning and such, still there, just, just going at it, going at it, and you saw a guy who clearly was very upset at what's been going on. He says it's all his fault. And he's going to take it on himself. And he took it on himself, all right, against the New York Knicks. But they still didn't win the game. Why is that? Well, what, what's what been the problem the whole year? Yeah, the same thing. Defense. Defense separation of coach and players. <sighs> Carl. Carl. But Carl did something very different in this game. Very different. Uh, he shot three threes in the game, sure. But most of the time he was down low. He attempted three threes, you know, they all missed. Damn it. <laughs> Wiggins had some strong moments here and there, but he didn't shoot particularly well. Hit some threes, which was good. Three of four, that was good, but overall didn't shoot the best for mid-range. Just clanging him. Wound up with 19 points. Did rebound and get some nice passes in the game as well. But uh, <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns stealing the Alpha Wolf Award here. Yeah, he's the Alpha Wolf winner for this week. Gee, you think? Um, 47 points, 18 rebounds, three blocks. Yeah. Just spectacular. Uh, that's all I could say about that. 
but the defense still sucked. You got open threes for Porzingis, open threes for Courtney Lee, who beat the Wolves early. Uh, and then next thing you know, he wasn't in the game anymore. He was hurt. Seven points very early, open three for him. And then you get guys like Brandon Jennings getting threes, getting away with a flop as well. That was cheap. That was frustrating. Uh, Derek Rose may, uh, it was okay in the game. But, you know, D- Derek Rose is kind of hard to watch. He's just a mediocre guy now. There I say he's kind of like Rubio now. Oh, that was mean. Somebody's going to hate me. Uh, you didn't even see Joakim Noah in this game, who's been a terror against the Wolves in the past. Instead, you see guys like, who now? Kuzmingus? Really? Kuzmingus, four or five from three-point range. Devastating. Um, the Wolves trailed by 17 at one point. The Wolves go on a spectacular run, take the lead, and then the Knicks score the last four points of the game and win it. Unbelievable. Uh, devastating. Heartbreaking. And the Wolves lose 106-104. Um, I can't even imagine how upset how upset Carl Anthony Towns was after this one. Uh, did everything he could. And most importantly, he stayed inside. That's right. Carl Anthony Towns stayed inside. Stayed in the lane most of the game. Making easy shots. Time and time again. Just dominating. Started the game 8 of 8 from the floor. 22 points in that first quarter. 7 rebounds in that first quarter. Set the tone early. The problem was the defense was terrible. And and that's what that that's what cost the game. I mean, Carl was as dominant as he was, but the Knicks are just right there the whole time. In fact, they led by 10 points in that first quarter. The Wolves end up winning the first by three points. But when Carl goes out, the Knicks score 30 again in the second quarter. And the Wolves trail by 12 from there on and build an even bigger deficit after that. And then the Knicks can't make a shot. 11 misses in a row. Wolves take the lead, but again, it just fades away at the end. Wolves led 104-102 and end up losing 106-104. Porzingis and Carmelo Anthony did not have a good game, but who hit the game-winning shot? Of course, Carmelo Anthony. A guy who's not a winner in this league, but he always seems to beat the Wolves, and he did it again. All the time. He's never won anything, ever, but he he always beats us, regardless if he's having a good game or a poor game. And uh, saddening, sad, very saddening indeed. I, I felt awful for Carl Anthony Towns at the end of this game. Um, just devastated. Uh, 47 points. He gave it everything he had. It's cool to see, though, that a guy, when he gets upset, can back it up. And boy, did he back it up. <laughs> he was quicker in his feet. Light, he was light on his feet and just dominant the whole game. And it, it was beautiful. It was more of, too, at the same time, he was hot. He was almost more hot than he was dominant. In turn, but but at the same time, it's it's how focused he was. His focus was off the charts, it, and he's remembering. Just put the damn ball in the basket. And of course, he also attempted twenty free throws, making seventeen of them, getting to the line. Because where was he? Close to the basket. That's right, close to the basket. Close to the basket. That's where Carl Anthony Towns will make his real money. That's where he will win possibly an NBA MVP award at some point later on. And I'm saying possibly only because you can't guarantee anything. You can't. You just don't know what the future holds. But uh, a good chance he'll, he will get an MVP award some point down the line if he stays close to the basket. Sure, attempt some threes here and there. But three, sure, three. That's, a, that's the perfect performance by Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, defensively, sure, he got beat on occasion. And maybe he wasn't in position, but he was a lot better than he was before. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of his teammates, again, giving up easy threes and open lanes and transition baskets time and time again. With the Knicks having such a poor stretch in that fourth quarter, you'd have thunk 
<laughs> you would have thunk the Knicks might have scored only only 90 points in this game, but they still managed to get 106 because the defense was so terrible early on in the game. Disappointing. Disappointing. Um, it is what it is. You dig a hole, you have a hell of a time getting out of it sometimes. And the Wolves are now 5-13, and 13, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Well, we get to play the Knicks again tomorrow <laughs> in Madison Square Garden where we almost never win. But maybe we will. Maybe it will be Carl Anthony Towns versus the New York Knicks, right? Just like George Mikan versus the New York Knicks. Well, it was that uh, last night in the Target Center. Carl Anthony Towns versus the New York Knicks. It was fantastic, and we deeply, deeply appreciate it. The Alpha Wolf Award will go. The very first Alpha Wolf Award, right? <laughs> Since the name changed, but it'll still be the, it still counts as the same thing, is going to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, the the uh, Johnny Flynn Memorial, it's Ricky Rubio. I, I'm not happy with him at all, and I don't care how many of you get offended by me saying that, but I'm not happy with him at all. Uh, he is not as advertised. He's been very disappointing the whole season. He can't hit a shot for the most part. He wasn't terrible in the next game, but he wasn't that good either. Uh, he, you know, he was borderline invisible. Sure, he got some steals here and there, but he's certainly no leader of an offense, no, no general out there. You're not seeing him lead the way, so to speak. Yes, he makes some good passes here and there, but he doesn't, you know, he's never going to lead the league in assists. When, when we thought he would, it seemed like that's just vanished off the face of the earth. When you have all these weapons and that's all you can get is six assists in almost 40 minutes. And that's kind of how he's been the whole year. Sure, he'll have a, he'll have a double-digit uh, assist here and there, but the last two or three weeks, he's been awful. And this week, he was non-existent. I will give it to him, and I, and I, I don't care who I offend with it. it. It just is what it is. So there it is. We'll end the first segment with that. We'll be back to preview four more games right after this. Who, where, what, why, when. Just play some frickin' defense already. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Second segment, preview segment. We're going to preview four games. Yeah, four games <laughs> against a team that we almost never beat, particularly in Madison Square Garden, the New York Knicks on Friday, and then three first-place teams. Well, all right, this will be fun. Three first-place teams, yeah. The Spurs, they tend to beat us home and, a ro- and on the road. I don't remember when the Wolves ever won in Toronto, and Wolves never win in Charlotte. Oh, I don't know. Do I have to preview these games? Do I have to? Hmm, well... <sighs> Uh, if there's like a, if there's a game where I think the Wolves could, could win, it's in New York, I suppose. I mean, you might as well start with that one, right? If the first one, Friday, December the 2nd, happy December, everybody. Hope you had a good month in November, into December. Going to be nice and cool next week. Yeah, love it. I do love it. <laughs> but then again, yeah, but a lot of you are from Australia as well. So enjoy the warming weather over there in Australia, the opposite uh, hemisphere there. Um, Carmelo Anthony, uh, whatever. You know, we just played these guys. We know what they. We, we know them well. We know their smell, as PA likes to say in KFAN. Um, eh, I don't know. Wolves need to win this game. Um, Carl, I think will come in with a vengeance again. Though I think the Knicks defense may focus on him a bit more. They're going to be targeting him more. The good news is they don't really have a whole lot down low, especially if Joakim Noah is out like he always is. Plus, he's so he's so like done. He's so past his prime; it's not even funny. Um, so the Wolves need to win this game. The Wolves' defense needs to be better. 
Porzingis kind of had his way against us last time around, and Carmelo Anthony specifically was, well, good when it when it mattered, I suppose. Medugas, Kuzmingas, whatever. Just put a body on the guy, okay? Just put a body on him. I mean, really, really? Why, why is this guy torching us from the outside? Just put a body on him, please. Andrew Wiggins or whoever it is, just put a body on him. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, belly, you know, somebody like that. You know, the guy out of the the guy out of the USSR there, the six nine small forward who can scorch the net. <sighs> yeah, uh, his first season, even though he's already in his mid twenties, um, he can scorch the net a little bit. Just put a body on him, though. He doesn't get a ton of minutes. Of course, he made the shots that he needed to against us. Woohoo! Lucky us, right? Isn't that isn't that great? Aren't you glad? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, the Wolves just need to win the game, plain and simple. I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, I, I do think the defense, well, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like the learning curve is much harder this time around for some reason. Uh, Thibodeau needs to relax a little bit. He needs to calm down a little bit, and the players need to have need to open their ears a little more as well. It, they, they, just, they need to find a middle ground somewhere, and that's the, that's the only way this team is going to succeed. And eventually they will find it, and they will succeed, but to start winning certain games that you, that I think you can win, even though the Knicks are significantly better this year. They have some nice European players, as you've been noticing. Um, and, of course, Rose is, well, whatever. And they got Jennings, who they were hoping to get way, way back in 09. <laughs> uh, the Wolves need to win this game, plain and simple. I'm going to leave it at that. Carl, I think, will come back, come out there and perform very well again. There's not a whole lot of resistance down low. Expect Carl to get in the 30-point range. I don't think he's going to get 40s again. And if he does, God bless him. That'd be the coolest thing ever. I, I hope it does. Uh, I will pick a Wolves win, actually, believe it or not, because I think do think there's going to be a hunger, a, a incredible hunger in this game. And the Wolves will get it done. That's my opinion. The Wolves will end up winning the game in a lower-scoring uh, situation here. We're going to actually go lower, believe it or not. I think you will see some better defense. I, uh, not a ton better, but you will see better defense in this game. The Wolves will win the game 100-96. to 96. They'll win the game 196. They'll make a little bit better defense along the way. You won't see the next score, uh, you know, 106, 110 in this one. The Wolves win the game. Carl will be the, the reason the Wolves win the game with 30 points. He'll dominate down low, and Zach will hit some outside shots. Andrew Wiggins will be fairly clutch in that fourth quarter and help the Wolves win the game. Carl Anthony Towns will, again, dominate down low against the New York Knicks, in my opinion. Charlotte Hornets, well... To me, this is the kind of game the Wolves the, that Wiggins needs to perform in. Um, obviously, everybody does. You get the idea. But this is a Wiggins type of game, in my opinion. I uh, Maybe Carl again. But <laughs> uh, Frank Kaminsky had his way against him. So th- th- this one's up to uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins in a big way. He needs to beat the crap out of Nicholas Batum. Um, last time around, things did not go well at all against the Charlotte Hornets. It was extremely frustrating. I don't think the Wolves will win this game. The Wolves never win there. Uh, the, the the Hornets always seem to play well. Hornets and Bobcats, even when they were awful, they would beat the Wolves there. Even when they were terrible, they couldn't even win a game. They would beat the Wolves. Um, I don't think the Wolves win, but if they're going to, it'll be because of Andrew Wiggins driving the lane, getting to the free throw line, drawing fouls and such. But to me, I, I think Kemba Walker is obviously... He, he, he just owns the Wolves, and that's not me trying to be an ass. It's just the way it is. Uh, he's dominated the Wolves forever, and he is having an unbelievable season. He, he's a true all-star in that Eastern Conference, averaging 24 points a game. Not sure he's going to stay at that all season, but <laughs> he is an, he's an all-star. Um, 21 points a game, that's an all-star point guard as far as I'm concerned. Um, 
even Nicholas Batum, well, yeah, you know, he's not that. He he, he kind of is what he is, and I think Wiggins needs to have his way with that guy. I don't like him. I, I don't like the way he, he, he thinks he's this superstar. He, he really does, and whatever. Um, and, and, and all the BS he pulled with the Wolves in the past, it's just, you know, just he, he just got leveraged to get a bigger contract with Portland, and that was annoying. So I, I just don't like him. Um, obviously, the fear here is Kemba Walker. If the Wolves can somehow contain Kemba Walker, they'll have a chance to win, but odds are they're not going to. This guy always gets like 30 against us, and he probably will again. So I think Charlotte's going to win the game, unfortunately, by a final score of 99-88. to 88. Charlotte will win on the road, but if the Wolves win, it'll be Andrew Wiggins having a big, big, big performance, driving to the lane, getting hot from mid-range and from the outside. That'll be the key to victory for your Minnesota Timberwolves. So then we push forward to Tuesday, December the 6th. And plus, again, it'll be a back-to-back uh, Saturday, December the 3rd. So I think the Wolves will be tired after, you know, hopefully beating the New York Knicks. They'll be tired after that and going into Charlotte. It's just It just feels like the kind of game the Wolves won't win because they never do. Spurs are 15-4. and four. They're leading the way in the Southwest, just dominating. I can't believe the Houston Rockets have a winning record with uh, Mike D'Antoni as a coach. But I guess so. I mean, I guess. I, I guess getting Dwight out of there was a good thing. And, of course, he started oh so well in Atlanta, and now they're back to about 500. That's kind of funny. Spurs' Kawhi Leonard is a superstar now. Um, he's a bona fide superstar. Uh, for the longest time, he just looked at him as a low-scoring, lower-scoring, 19, not that low, but lower-scoring for a leading score of a team, 19, 20 points a game, 21 maybe. Now he's at 24, and he's the best defensive player in the league. My God, he's good. <laughs> and Paul Gasol is like the perfect fit for that team, veteran and all that. They even have David Lee. All these smart, solid veterans. Uh, I, I don't like the Spurs, but i I got to respect what they're doing out there. I mean, they're really great. Uh, LaMarcus Aldrich, never liked that guy. It's just a, oh, he's just an attitude, and he's overrated. A lot of people like him, and they think he's great. I don't know. Um, some people out there had a trade on one of the on the Flips Army page. Now, this isn't Trevor Wickerin doing it, so it's not the Flips Army doing it. It's just one of the posters. Um, I'm not sure I knew the guy or not, but really though, really, uh, yeah, Pekovic, like a throw in, that's fine. But you're adding like Wiggins and Muhammad in the trade. I, I believe it was Muhammad, but just even putting Wiggins, Wiggins and Aldrich, I wouldn't do straight up. Really, you're, you're really, I, uh, that's kind of no way, man. Aldrich is a poor rebounder, and I got in an uh, argument last year with somebody on a different page, the 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 I know everything page. Even though there's always people like that on every good, even on good pages, there's a couple jerks. Uh, male and female, hint, hint, um, that I said LaMarcus Aldridge is a poor rebounder. And the guy's like, uh, he's had some 20-20 games. Well, uh, he averages about seven rebounds a game. So, uh, he's not good. He's not a good rebounder. Take your uh somewhere else, you little bitch. Okay, <laughs> and this wasn't a girl either, by the way. Some little punk kid, some guy. Pardon my language, I shouldn't have said that. But I get irritated when people get kind of stuck up like that. Don't uh me. <laughs> That's <laughs> just, I mean, 6.8 rebounds a game, and he's, this isn't the first time, you know what I'm saying? He's gotten eight, like, in his in his good years. He's never been a good rebounder for what he is, okay? Sure, 6.8 might be good if you're a shooting guard or a small forward. We'll, we'll take that from Andrew at that small forward, but for a power forward, center kind of guy, 6.8 ain't doing it. When Kawhi Leonard is not a power forward, he's a small forward, and he's just under the guy in, in rebounds, well, it tells you Kawhi's a better rebounder for what for his position. And plus, he does a trillion other things. Kawhi Leonard, man, you know, I'm not a Spurs fan, but that guy is... 
you know, I have a heap of respect for him. And yeah, he'll be the reason the Wolves won't win the game. Um, so a Paul Gasol. He's always got the, he just knows what he's doing out there. He always plays well against the Wolves. So does Lamarcus Aldridge, frankly, especially when Love was here. The stupid attitude. Tony Parker just, ugh clutch all the time. He'll always hit the shots, even though Patty Mills has been scoring more than Tony Parker by a, by a fairly decent margin at this point, particularly with Parker always getting hurt or being out for a little bit. Uh, Patty Mills can scorch the net from the, from the outside, and he's shooting 44% on the season. That's good for him. Um, I don't think the Wolves will win this one. I mean, the Spurs are a fantastic team. They're a championship contender. They're one of four teams out there that I think can win it all. The Clippers are not one of those four teams, by the way. Uh, I, I got in a minor argument with somebody on Twitter about that a couple of weeks ago. You know, they're they're not going to win the West, okay? They're they're not they're not going to go to the West Finals either. Spurs would beat them in the conference final, I th- or in a second round, in my opinion. That, that's just me, and it'd be a very good second round series too. Um, this is a very good team that could beat the Warriors. They they could if they get a chance to play them this time around. If they don't run into the Oklahoma City Thunder again, right? Ah. <laughs> uh, I think they could beat the the Warriors, yeah. Um, mm. um, I, I have no confidence the Wolves will win this game. I, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but, you know, if you've been watching the Wolves for the last 10 years, the last 20 years, the last 25 in my case, the Wolves aren't going to beat this team. It, it, it's just, it's a bad matchup. Uh, Spurs will win the game by a pretty, pretty good margin. I'm going to go with 1-0, uh, should, I, should I say it? It's going to be one of those games where Thibodeau's not going to be happy. I'm going to go with like 110-95, something like that. 110-95. Kawhi Leonard will be the reason the Spurs win the game. If the Wolves do win the game, it would be because, in this case, you want to believe it'd be Wiggins, but I think it'd be Carl. Uh, he's played very well against the Spurs in the past. Uh, he's kept the Wolves in the game in the past when they had some close matchups with the Spurs team. So I would go with Carl. He'd be the reason the Wolves would win the game or at least be in the game. Carl's the most likely guy to have a very strong performance against the Spurs team. The next game, you're going to hear about Andrew Wiggins because it's going to be his homecoming, and this will be the final preview of the week. Thursday, December the 8th, the Timberwolves head to Toronto, Ontario. That's right, not Toronto, Canada, Toronto, Ontario. Yes, say it, say it correctly, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm just having fun with you. It's a Providence. It's a Providence of Canada named Ontario. Most of you know what it is, so let's just say it like it is. They're in first place as well. Um, again, Charlotte's in first place in their division in the East, which is just crazy. Uh, Toronto's in first place, 12-6. and six. They're, There's a good chance they'll be back in that East Finals because I don't think Boston's as good as we thought. Um, they need to prove it. They've not done anything in the playoffs so far. Toronto's great. Um, they really are. Uh, man, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan got a huge, fat, stinking contract worth a gajillion bucks, like $150 million, And he's, well... If you're going to pay somebody $150 million in the league, he's one of the guys that probably deserves it. Uh, he's one of the leading scorers in basketball, about 29 points a game. He is just, he can put up highlights, and, and in general, he can score like a, just a madman. He rebounds, he passes, he steals. Good good defender, multifaceted. He's great at everything, man. He's even good. He's even a pretty good free throw, person, uh, free throw shooter. The only thing he's not great at is three points. He's averaging only about... He's kind of reminding me of Dwayne Wade in his prime, actually. Averaging about 30% and doesn't attempt that many either. Um, but you have plenty of other players on the team that make up for it. DeMar Carroll, Terrence Ross, Kyle Lowry to a point as well. Yeah, Kyle Lowry as well. Um, man, alive. These guys, this is a, it, it, it's a good team. Um, I shouldn't say they're great. That's a wrong word, but Eastern Conference-wise, they are great. Um, they're probably the second-best team in the East still. Uh, good chance they'll be back in that conference finals. 
Kyle Lowry, I always love the guy. He's an all-star, legitimate, 20 points, about 7 assists, a little more than that. Great defender. Um, you know, that's the best backcourt in the NBA. It really is, and it's classic Eastern Conference because guard play is more prominent in the East, and big men are more prominent in the West. So it is what it is. If the Wolves win this game, it'd be because Andrew Wiggins has one of his games where he's beyond locked in, and he tears it up and just goes off for 40. The Wolves are going to need that against this team because Toronto is well-coached, their defense is fantastic, and they got when you have offense and defense to the level this team does, with the way the Wolves are playing right now, how how can I pick them to win the game? Um, it's not trying to be disapp- it's not trying to be mean. It's just the way it goes. Um, Toronto's very solid. I I love Demar Derozan. He's as good a shooting guard as there is right now. And Kyle Lowry's one of the best point guards in the NBA. I mean, just love the guy. I'm I'm so impressed with what he's become. Um, to think that he backed up Mike Conley, Michael Conley, Mike Conley over there in Memphis. For an extended period of time. And I remember I was just blown away. I'd really like the Wolves to get this guy. And I, and I always talk about it. <laughs> and it's like, man, just look at the, just look at how great both of them have become. Um, I think Lowry's better than Mike Conley. And I know uh, Hank McCoy out there is probably, gonna, is probably gnashing his teeth right now. I, I think Kyle Lowry's better. Um, I do. And Mike Conley is a great player, too. It's just uh, it's just so impressive to consider those guys were on the same roster for a couple of years. It's, it's it's pretty crazy. About two or three years together there in Memphis. That was a nice little nice little developing guard farm they had going on there. Um, I'm kind of going off in La La Land, and I apologize. Um, for the Wolves to win this game, it's going to have to be just an incredible performance by Andrew Wiggins, and you're going to have to hope Toronto, well, the Wolves' defense is going to have to step up in this one, I, obviously. Uh, sooner or later... It's coming. It's just a matter of when. When is it going to happen? When is Tom Thibodeau's philosophy going to hit this team correctly and the players are going to finally catch on and they're going to start, well, you know, conducting that defense and shutting people down to a a better extent. That day is coming and you might see flashes of it here and there. For the Wolves to win in Toronto, they're going to have to see flashes of it and Andrew Wiggins is going to have to have one of those awesome, spectacular games like he's had against LeBron. That type of thing. 33 and up. Maybe even that 47 against the Lakers. That was so fun. We're going to have to hope for something like that to beat the Raptors. Um, maybe Carl's the guy that steps up. But I, I do think it's Andrew Wiggins. It's going to be his night if the Wolves end up winning the game. That's the way I stand. Right now, I go with the loss. Unfortunately, we're going to go with a final score of... Hmm, you know, Toronto actually scores now. They, they didn't last year as much as they do now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the final score of 108 to 100. Toronto wins the game. Wiggins will have a strong performance, 28 to 33-ish. But the Toronto Raptors will outlast the Wolves. And DeMar DeRozan will be just a huge reason why. He'll get like 35 like he did last year. Things around, uh, numbers around that category. But 108, 100. Wolves lose. And they'll be 1-3 and three again, unfortunately, as they continue to develop and hope to learn from Tom Thibodeau. We'll be back for Fan Interaction right after this. are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction. This may be a bit, uh, 
This may be a bit abbreviated once again. Um, not a whole lot of interaction, but there was some. It'll probably be more than last week, slightly. Let's get on with it. Uh, Twitter, there's at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion. I want to thank Brent Jacobson. I believe that's Brent Jacobson there. Uh, I like that. I like that logo. Um, Vince Germano and Tanae Brown, thank you guys so much for retweeting this show. Really appreciate you guys. It means a lot. Uh, that was episode 180, The Pothole. Darren Wolfson. Now, this was the interaction about Jordan Hill. I was asking him, what's going on here? Um, what the hell's going on? He, uh, I was asking, what's the deal, basically? And he says, uh, you know, I kind of want to load what I asked just to, just to get... Okay, I was saying on the Scoop podcast, you quickly mentioned that Jordan Hill wouldn't be back next year. How come he never plays? Darren Doogie Wolfson of KSTP and AM 1500 says... He hasn't earned it in practice over pain, etc. Thibs reluctant to go deep into his bench. So basically, he doesn't want to go past like 9, 10 men, that type of thing. So basically, Jordan Hills looked down as 11th, 12th guy on this team. And you consider how good Jordan Hill was in the past. Never a great player, but a guy who could average about 9, 10 points a game, like a uh, spot, like a fifth, fifth guy, fifth best player on the team type of guy. And what the hell? I was asking, he just hasn't been really good in practice. That's disappointing because he used to be pretty decent. Darren says, can't say I've dug deep. Had heard, he he had heard that back near the end of camp. Imagine if he practiced well, he'd be playing now. So it does have to do with that. And I was mentioning also how, yeah, I mean, well, Jordan Hill must have wanted, must have figured he'd get minutes on reputation. And at the same time, I think he does look a bit distanced during the timeouts, though I can't blame him in a sense because he's probably kind of ticked off, disconnected at this stage. Um, Interesting. Sam the Hulk says I would trade him. That might be another one right there. Sam the Hulk. I wonder if he's following Tim Rule's explosion or probably maybe just Darren. Yeah, that's okay. Damn it, Sam. Damn it. I'm going to follow him. Just see what happens. Give me a follow, brother. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, it's nice to get some new Wolves fans in the in the mix here. Mostly tweets from other people. See, that's what gets kind of obnoxious now. And now it's just because a lot of people retweeted something completely unrelated to Timberwolves' explosion. And, well, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's Vince Germano posting something from Kyle Ratke, who uh, this is... Tom Thibodeau on Zach Levine, he says, it's not this, and I quote, it's not the scoring, it's the playmaking, the rebounding. He's playing a more complete game. It's a sign of progress. We have world-class athletes. You look at the athleticism of Wiggins, Zach, and Carl, and I like that he calls him Carl, just like I do. That's cool. I would like to see that translate into all aspects of the game. We all get excited about what they can do offensively and running the floor. But that should also translate to defense and hustle plays. That's what leads to winning. Absolutely. Um, that's cool. And I hope it continues to translate in that direction. Um, so, I mean, there it, it isn't like a major disconnect, like they're not getting along. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just connecting the dots here. You know, the getting Thibs philosophy in there when, of course, the players haven't been taught very well on defense in the past. That's been the that's been the talker. And I do thank Doogie Wilson for getting that guest on the other day. That was awesome, uh, very awesome. <sighs> yep, and yeah, and, and and I also use the words Carl when I say Carl Anthony Towns instead of Cat and instead of Wiggy or Ma- Maple Jordan. I just say Andrew Wiggins or Wiggins. I, I come up with names like that partially because I figure. Just say the name clearly when I'm doing a podcast or radio show, so to speak. And also, I don't know, that's just how I am. I'm not big on abbreviations. I don't know. That's just not my cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? I say Kevin Garnett, not KG. Uh, it's just Or Garnett. It's just not my cup of tea, that's all. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy, you know? That's what people say. 
So Facebook.com forward slash Timber Wolves Explosion. Of course, Twitter was just Wolves Explosion because Timber Wolves Explosion doesn't fit. There's a call in line. It is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Remember that it is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timber Wolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout out, comment, question. Keep it to about a minute or two. And there it is. Um, that's when you call into the, the phone line. Just gave that. I'll put all this in the show description. Everything. Facebook, Twitter, call in line. There's the call now button on the Facebook page. Direct. Uh, it's a direct connect via Facebook Messenger into the phone line. So it won't cost you a penny if you're out, out of the country or whatever. And, of course, there's the audio submission route. You could use a, voice rec- a free voice recording app on your smart device. And then... You know, again, treat it like a flick of call and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Facebook page. Uh, let's see. Well, somebody shared the recent show. I wish I knew who it was so I could credit them. It's either, well, it could be Hank, Vince, Joe Phillips, one of those guys, maybe Tanae. Uh, but thank you to whoever did. I, I, it doesn't say who, and I, I apologize for that. Kevin Martin announced his retirement. Vince Germano said he had some solid years. Wouldn't mind seeing him come here to Australia. Tanae Brown says, we'll take him on the breakers. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, it seems uh, apparently he has gotten into real estate and really, really enjoys it. And plus, he's spending more time with his kids. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. He might come back. And the talk is he's still in great shape. And, he, and he, you know, he'd still be very good. And plus, also, one other thing. He was pissed off, absolutely pissed off at Sam Mitchell and, and uh, Newton as well, which is kind of surprising. Um, I... It's a little bit sad to hear that about that he's mad at Newton, but at the same time, he was pissed off with how he was treated last year. It was kind of like, get out of the way, dude. We got the young guys here. Get out of the way. So he wasn't too happy with that. Um, apparently, he probably would have gotten a huge contract somewhere else or here if Flip Saunders was still living. But again, it's one of those things. You, it's unavoidable. I mean, Flip, nobody was planning on Flip dying. So I don't know. Just like Garnett. Garnett was pissed off as well. Um, today, posting about that. We'll come back to that in a second. So we continue. We continue off of Vince's comment here. When you go to the visitor's post, he says, I can hear the pain in your voice on this show. Yeah, I was I was in pain all right, man. I was frustrated, especially with how much I love Andrew Wakers, if you hadn't noticed. He reminds me of Dominic Wilkins, and uh, obviously a lesser point to that at this stage. And I know when Hank said, oh, I wouldn't go that far back in like a year ago. I understand, and I, yeah. Uh, a lesser version of him. Let's let him get there when he does get there, hopefully. Uh, the spin move and the dunking. Uh, Vince was saying, absolutely, keep calling it how you see it and feel it, brother. Leave the Kool-Aid to the others. And that's what I'm saying. I was saying I have to paint the picture for what it was. And the Kool-Aid drinkers can go somewhere else. Yes. Um, Yes, the Kool-Aid drinkers can go somewhere else. If you hate me because I'm going to give you the facts about Ricky Rubio, go ahead and hate me. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. Joe Phillips saying, I'm watching the Wolves versus Golden State Egos. Exactly. Yep. Arrogant mother blanks. Yep, I can't stand those guys. Arrogant Mickey Frickers. Uh, he says the first quarter we had it right. The second quarter the instruction was too slow to the. Let's see. The second quarter the instruction was to slow the game down and keep Cat out. I'm not a coach, but I don't agree with this. That was an e- effective. That was an effectively a 14 point turnaround, and they did not play any different to the first quarter. The commentators calling calling it resting Cat for all but two minutes of that quarter. I reckon it was done to blunt the offense and work on defense. It worked. 
we only scored 15 points. Yep. <laughs> but if we repeat this tactic in third and fourth quarter, we will lose by we will lose the game by 30 or 40 points. Golden State are not playing better. We are effectively out-coaching ourselves. That's just my opinion. Good call there. Uh, I've been questioning some of the rotations a bit and some of the decisions that have been made. And, of course, again, the Jordan Hill thing myths me to no end. Um, Joe Phillips is saying Wiggins is pissed that that's at his best. And that was against the... Uh, that was in the Golden State game there. Yep. Uh, 2.28 left in the third quarter. Yep, he was bad. He was pissed, all right. And that was cool to watch. You also saw, again, Carl Anthony Towns, very upset. Uh, Tanae Brown wrapping up the whole show here, saying, Cat posted this after the Utah game. He was putting a lot of pressure on himself. He said this after the game. And again, that's the famous photo now that you see him in the gym there. I don't know where he, it's weird because it's like he's way up there somewhere. But I suppose it's a cool picture. It really is. Um, he was saying the more losses we keep accumulating, the and, and yep, it shows the time too. Uh, the more losses we keep accumulating, the more it feels like it's my fault. Town said after the massively disappointing Wolves fell to five and twelve with a one twelve one hundred three home loss at the Utah Jazz on Monday night. He said uh, he says again. Carl says I quote, "I've got to look myself in the mirror and I've got to play better. I've got to play at a level." where we can't lose and help my teammates out the best I can. I didn't do that tonight. I haven't done it recently. Ooh, yeah, very harsh uh, to himself there. Come back to that. Tonight, again, posting the next picture where he was in there again, and it says, no excuses. It was many hours later at 1.17 a.m. Uh, Central Standard Time here in Target Center. Um, well, I, I'm not in Target Center, but you get the idea. Uh, yeah, he, he was he was taking it hard, and... At the same time, you don't want him to try to force it too much where he's just like, he's, he's got to put it all on himself at a 20, at age 21. It's one of those things. You love the, the drive that he has, but at the same time, he probably shouldn't beat himself up as much as he did. But hey, if it's going to mean he's going to go out and score 40 points against somebody, then go ahead and keep doing it. But oh, whatever works, my friend, whatever works. Just don't beat yourself up too much, Cass. Um, yes, he could be better. Um, yes, Andrew could be better. Zach could be better. Ricky could be the hell better, and Dunn will be better at some point as well because he's just kind of getting started. Wiggins was pretty lame in, in November, too, in his rookie year, and he went on and had a great season. So far, Carl's the only rookie that started out right away, pretty much with this team, uh, other than God. I mean, even Love, yeah. It, it goes back a long way. Garnett took forever to get going his first year. By, by like, the middle of the winter, you saw that change, and I think you'll see that hopefully with Dunn as well. Um, Wiggins, you saw that same way. So, it's all just a matter of time, I suppose, as these guys continue to develop. Um, I'm just going to leave it with that. I hope all of you had a wonderful week. I hope the Wolves step up a bit here. Beat the Knicks first. First and foremost, take care of the Knicks and then hope for the best against the rest. Those first place teams, it's not going to be easy, folks. No sir. No sir.